Hello and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. And this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday normal rhythms of life. And on the podcast today, I've got three gentlemen with me. Guys, why don't you introduce yourself? How's it going, guys? I'm Alex Tatum, the Sacred City Youth Director. My name is Kevin Kinor. I'm the Pastoral Assistant. And this is Rob Spex, your Pastor of Discipleship. All right. Well, what we're going to do is uh, we just want to share kind of a couple things that we're into right now uh, in the new year. Maybe some of these things will inspire you. Uh, maybe you'll find them interesting. Basically, I want to ask the guys, what are you reading? What are you listening to? And what are you watching? 2022 edition. Um, who wants to start? You want to start? You want me to start? You start. Gosh, all right, I'll start. We know all right. you're reading. Uh, what am I reading? I'm reading a bunch of commentaries right now on Ezra. That's what I'm reading. I won't get into all those. I'm reading a book called Ideas Have Consequences by Richard Weaver. It's an old book, and um, it's kind of on the on the the beginnings of the conservative movement, and it's just about this this idea. This ideas have consequences, and you can't embrace certain philosophies without them actually working themselves out in society by and large. And uh, it's a it's a it's a great it's a great book. Uh, another book that I'm reading right now is called "It's Good to Be a Man," and I, I can't remember uh, who's who's who the author is by that, but you can find it at Canon Press. And it's on basically redeeming manhood. I'm really enjoying. That book, and I'm reading uh, 1984. I'm reading the book 1984 uh, by uh, uh, Orwell or George Orwell. Yeah, and I, I so in 2021, I read Animal Farm by George Orwell, and I read um, um, the one by C.S. Lewis, the third in the Space Trilogy. Uh, the oh, gee. you know the. Goodness gracious, it's, it's on the top of my head. But all three of these, um, what is that book, Kevin? The third in the, in the Space Trilogy. So that hideous strength. That hideous strength. strength. Oh, yes. hideous strength. All three of them are about dystopian governments. And bizarrely, you read those. I recommend them to all, everyone. You read those and you, you understand what's going on in our government right now and how they're, they're grabbing power. It's, it's yeah. fascinating. They're fascinating books. Um, so, so that's what I'm reading. Uh, actually, let's do that. Let's just do what we're reading first and go around so I don't just talk the whole time. So, Rob, what Sweet. are you reading? I'm reading uh, right now, When Giving Hurts. It oh. actually came out, I think, oh, early, middle middle 2000s, and it's had a re-edition about 2012, and so it's a little bit older, but uh, a few years older. Uh, but the reason I'm reading it is because we and our MC were down at uh, King's Harvest, and we help uh, what's called the uh, uh, Essential Store, and we're interacting with um, with homeless people. Uh, but there's just kind of in, in kind of underneath that, I'm, I'm feeling like, are we really helping these people? Is this really going to be good for them in, in the long run mm. in the end? But what has really been a surprise to me with this book is that as they define poverty, uh, they define it within the context. And uh, these are reformed guys who wrote this. And uh, Can I pause? Yeah. Is this when helping hurts? What did I say? 
when giving hurts. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I just want to clarify. Hey, thank you so much. And yeah. yes, it is when helping hurts. Okay. So. <laughs> well, I've read when helping hurts, but I was like, oh, maybe they have a new one no, out called no, when no, giving. No, yeah, okay, no, I got you. Okay, so you're, got you. Now, you, now you know the book I'm yeah, on. Yes, yeah. when helping hurts. Yeah, yeah. that's good. But, but I really appreciate it because one is from a reform perspective, and, and out of that, it, it's, uh, it's these uh, guys who have been really thinking about uh, a number of people, uh, and, and it's through Covenant College. Uh, they've got an institute, I think it's called Chalmers Institute or something of this nature, where they're trying to really think about how do we help the poor, not only in North America, but around the world in such a way that it will actually help them and not hurt them. And yes. so they're showing kind of our traditional way of looking at the, looking at uh, helping in, uh, it, the, the poor is, is not truly helping them. It's actually hurting them and hurting us as in the process. But what has really been a surprise to me is in the way that they define poverty, they're recognizing that, that we're all poor. And so maybe, uh, and so of course in, in North America, we think of, of poverty and material poverty. We think, oh yeah, we've, there's a lot of people who need more material things. And they're really claiming, oh wait a minute, one, uh, uh, maybe they don't. Uh, and, and two, have you ever thought about your own material poverty in your wealth? In other words, looking at possessions or, or money in a way that you are truly poor yourself is just a different kind of poverty. And so it's really, so, so in one sense, the book really speaks more than to just simple, what we would traditionally consider poverty, material poverty, but really talking about spiritual poverty and how to, how to get at that. Uh, so it's, it's been a fun, fun read for me, and I think will be helpful for our MC as we think through how we can better be serving these, these people down in, uh, down in uh, Davenport. So, awesome. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's the main one I'm on right now. I'm not really focused on anything, uh, on anything else. So. Okay. Alex, what you got? All right. Um, so right now I'm going through and uh, reading uh, Jackie Hill Perry's Holier Than Thou. Mm-hmm. Super big fan of Jackie Hill Perry and the, the Perry's as a whole. I'm uh, really enjoying that book. Also going through um, recovery, Recovering Biblical uh, Manhood and Womanhood. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of going off some of my sermon um, series that I'm going through with a lot of the youth kids. Um, back to the basics, getting back to what truly matters. And that's following Christ. And what does that look like to be a biblical manhood, uh, going into biblical manhood and womanhood. So um, that's, uh, is that, that's Grudem and... Yep. Piper, right? Grudem and that Piper, two? Yep. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's yep. excellent. There, there's a really the, I think it's in the appendix or something of that nature. There's some great questions that are raised of what uh, of just relationships between men and women. What's a yeah. man? What's a woman? That mm-hmm. that book is a great resource for yeah. everybody as a reference. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and I read it before and it was so good. So I just going back to it and just kind of like going back through my notes and. It's just it's just a really good yeah, book. Yeah, that's a that's a book you don't need to read all the way through. It's a really just a good book just to have as a reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would yeah. recommend yeah. it to everybody yeah. just has this reference. Yeah, the first I think it was like the first three chapters are absolutely gold. Yeah. And then yeah. there's a bunch of rep stuff in the back. Mm-hmm. You know, the questions is great. Yeah. And but and then there's then they get into a bunch of like um, responses to different liberal and feminist understandings yeah. that are being taught in the colleges. Um, and it, it te- teaches you how to, what the Bible says about it, how to walk through that. Yeah. Yeah. You've refutes those, so that's yeah. a great book, yeah. yeah. And then the other ones I'm going through slowly, of course, is uh, Systematic Theology and then also um, Politics According to the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, so they also have, uh, he also has, Grudem also has podcasts going along with that. And there, I mean, of course, as um, a lot of, you know, people listening, there's some errors and some, you know, areas of scripture that aren't clear. So 
this really helps kind of walk through some of those pieces and just really been enjoying that. Who's the Who's the author for the politics according to the Bible? Grudem. It is Grudem. Yeah. Does Grudem okay. have a podcast on the politics too, or just systematic theology? Just the systematic theology right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have found in uh, most recently my economics and my uh, politics. I don't have a very good uh, biblical uh, <laughs> understanding of either of those, and I I need to yeah. bone up on that. So that's yeah. why I'm kind of curious on this. Who wrote because that? Because Justin well, was just going through all the stuff about law, government, and I'm just like, holy smokes! I I, yeah. I really got to get, get into um, the scriptures and then you know some other resources and what that looks like. Yeah. And uh, of course, that's something that he um, told me to check out and yeah. been enjoying every okay. since. And I think uh, I was talking to Dr. Alex, Pastor Alex, and I think we even as an elder team we might go through. I've got a new book called God and Government. Mm. By Gary Demar, and I think we might go through. We might even go through that in the in the new year. Yeah, as an elder team. Yeah, it's so. interesting how this last year has kind of exposed the fact that. Uh, yeah, I always thought that I understood that all Scripture speaks to all of life. Yeah, and then I realized, wow, I don't know a lot about all of life yet. Yeah, I, <laughs> I need I need to be sure, working on it. Sure. Well, that, that's the the Scripture answers the questions that you bring to it. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, and so we're most of the time people aren't bringing the question, what is a man and what is a woman? You know, like we kind of just inherited that. We knew that. And now our que- <laughs> now in our society goes, well, you can become a man. You can become a woman. Yeah. We're like, what? Yeah. So we got to bring new questions to the scripture and get new answers. And, and same thing with, with politics. We inherited a system that was working fairly well and was fairly influenced by Christianity. So we didn't really have to bring those questions yeah. Yeah. to, you know, we didn't grow up in a, you know, in a tyrannical government, yeah. mm-hmm. but now it looks like our government is definitely moving in that in, in that direction. Mm-hmm. So we we need to know how how do we deal with tyranny, right? Yeah. yeah. Kev. Yeah, I'm I'm loading up for biblical counseling topics, so I'm uh, working my way through the death of porn, uh, men of integrity building a world of mm-hmm. nobility by Ray Ortland. Mm-hmm. He writes it as a a collection of letters to men, um, just encouraging them to understand the depth of the nobility that Christ has called them to, the nobility that Christ has in himself, and the the nobility that Christ has created women to have. Um, Hmm. I'm reading, it's called Psychobabble by Richard Gans. He's, um, I would would say, a reformed psychologist. He actually uh, got fired for sharing the gospel um, in the 70s, and from there he just really discovered biblical counseling and so in it he's kind of looking at um how psychology doesn't add up to the biblical counsel of scripture and then along similar lines i'm reading counseling how to counsel biblically um by john MacArthur, and that's kind of the similar things teaching you as a church staff how to get into the scriptures how to apply the scriptures how to build a biblical counseling ministry and then um I'm working my way through Miller J. Erickson's Christian Theology. Yeah. It is a systematic theology. Um, I've read it. Reading that one for seminary mm-hmm. and really hunkering down in um, Christology this year. Cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was kind of salty. I didn't want, I'm like, I've read a bunch of uh, systematic theology. I don't read this person. This is a new one. I don't even know anything about it. And then I got into it and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was a great, yeah. it was really a great systematic yeah. theology. So that was cool. All right, so that's some of the stuff that we're reading right now. Uh, what are we listening to? I am, specifically, um, I'm into, I'll tell you one. I'll tell you, I don't listen to too much music, but me and my son have been into Coulter Wall a lot late, lately. Um, 
old. He's got an amazing voice. It's kind of like the old style country music. I'm gonna get into it. But then for podcasts, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, that's mainly what I listen to every morning. Um, I listen to the Briefing by Albert Moeller. It's a daily analysis of Christian news from a, or news from a Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, I listen to uh, the Daily Wire. Um, it's another kind of uh, news outlet that's from a conservative point of view, but it's not blatantly uh, bent in what, in that direction. And uh, one of my favorite podcasts right now is called The Pug Cast, P-U-G Cast. And it's three absolutely brilliant men. Um, they're sco- all, all three are scholars. One's a, a history professor and a, hist- a scholar. They're all Christians. Uh, one is um, a professor of ethics at Gordon Conwell, and the other one, and I can't remember, but they're all they're they're philosophers. They're brilliant. Now it's heady stuff, but they get into some really fun stuff. They've talked about Lord of the Rings and different who is Tom Bombadil, and they've gotten, but they'll talk a lot about stoicism, and they talk a lot about about the the stuff that's going on in our culture. So if you like philosophy and you like theology and the intersection of those things, mm-hmm. check out the Pugcast. <clears throat> And then my absolute favorite podcast is called, um, oh gosh, of course my brain is, it's Indy Wilson's podcast. Stories Are Soul Food. And it's called, this, it's called Stories Are Soul Food. And Indy Wilson is who I want to be when I grow up, okay? And, and he's only like two years older than me, so. Uh, but he had a um, phenomenal classical Christian education, and he is well-read he is well-educated, and he is a world-class author. And he, his, his, the way that he looks at the world inspires me mm-hmm. because I don't, have that, I don't have that ability yet, but I'm, I'm improving. Mm-hmm. I'm improving because I'm listening to him. And so he sees everything through the lens of God as a storyteller and, this is, and what is God saying through this. And so the stories are soul food. Um, he, he talks about, all kinds of different books, all kinds of different narratives, all kinds of different stories, and he kind of breaks them down, and he, he, he says what's wrong with them, if they're good, if they're bad, why it's garbage. I, a buddy just texted me because he just ripped on Christopher Nolan's Batman series and just said how bad it was, and how poor, you know, and he, he gives great examples. You don't have to agree with him, but it'll help you see the world differently. It'll help you understand stories differently, help you, it'll be, you'll become a better um, you'll be able to evaluate movies and shows and books a lot way, engage with your kids, help your kids find good books. So stories are soul food. Um, I listen to it every single week. And so every single week it comes out. So that's, that's what I'm listening to. Wow. Yeah. This is good. I'm writing all these down. This is <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately I don't I don't listen to a lot of podcasts because uh, that's not been my world growing up. It's it's taken me a while to get into that. My car doesn't have even access to. I only have a radio in my car. I don't even have a tape player or a CD. Put player that AirPod. My, put that AirPod in I your know. ear. Rob. So I'm trying. I'm trying. So the one I listen to, I listen to the world and everything in it, uh-huh. and yeah. I do that every day. It's about a 20 20 minute uh, newscast through World Magazine, mm-hmm. and so that gives kind of a Christian worldview and. Uh, I do, what I do appreciate about them, they do rate, they do kind of raise up some of the things that I, I'm concerned about as a Christian that maybe we won't hear in just our our normal uh, uh, everyday uh, newscasts. And so I appreciate that. It's pre- it sounds somewhat like the Daily Wire, but not uh, not exactly. And then uh, I, I listen to Life and Books and Everything, 
And Kevin DeYoung, he yep. is a pastor theologian and uh, another guy. I don't can't remember the other two that are with him, but it, one's an editor of, of Crossway. Justin Taylor. Justin Taylor. Uh-huh. And, and, I can't and then Trevin Wax, maybe? Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they always just have interesting, uh, you never know what they're going to come up with, but they always have interesting guests that come on or they'll be talking about interesting books that they've been reading. Of course, of course it's called, you know, uh, Life Books and everything. And so and they've kind of, they put on the everything there so they can talk about whatever they whatever want. Whatever they want. Time. Don't lock us in anything. Yeah, yeah, kind of a catch-all kind of a thing, and so that's always that's been really, really encouraged. The most recent one is is called Puritans Preaching and Productivity with Joel Beakey. Oh. And if you know anything about Joel Beakey, he's very much behind the Puritans and trying to bring their writings back and that kind of a thing. I really enjoy the Puritans simply because, like C.S. Lewis, they kind of blow through our cultural moments and help us to see the the world in a different perspective. And so, um, yeah, so really and really enjoy those. Those are the primary ones that I listen to. Awesome, Kevin. Yeah, I'm in the I'm in a bit of a lull with listening. I usually go through a phase where I'll download eight or ten different podcasts and just plow through them, and then I'll get sick of listening to podcasts, and then I'll stop. And so that's kind of the that's kind of the stretch I'm in. So I use most of my quiet driving time to to pray and, and kind of meditate. I know that's kind of a a boring answer for a podcast yeah. like this, but I will offer uh, one of the best podcasts I've listened to is called The History of Rome. Oh, I thought you were going to say Sacred City Life no, podcast. No, that was fine. You know, that's right. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Very nice. That Kevin guy is pretty go, boring. Yeah. Uh, no bonus this year, man. No, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's just an extra. But it's, uh, it just takes you through the entire rise and fall of the Roman Empire, and it touches Ooh. on the, the Christian influences and how those help to just really get into the Roman, um, Roman life. It's a long podcast, but it was a good listen. Cool. Hmm. Cool. Hmm. I will mention, too, when I listen to my podcast, almost all of them I listen at one and a half speed. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah, because it okay. just gets rid of all the yeah, I suppose. All the gaps and all the yeah. blanks, and I just give me the info. That's what I want. So, huh. Yeah. Go ahead, or go ahead Alex. Uh, for me, of, you, of course, you said, what do I listen to? Um, I got two 12 subwoofers in the back of my car. So, <laughs> of course, I uh, listen to the new Donda, um, Kanye West album, which I love. Um but for podcasts, uh, of course, I'm listening to the uh, Rooted Youth podcast, which I enjoy a lot, and then also uh, 30 Minutes with the Perrys. So those are some two good ones that I listen to on a regular. Is the, the Perrys the, uh, what's her name? The one that wrote uh, yeah. the book you said to? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right, cool. All right. Uh, all right. So the next question here is, uh, what are you watching? Um, now, that question for us, for me specifically, um, because I is is uh, it's gonna be pretty quick and pretty boring maybe because um, I have five kids I have a busy ministry and uh, I, and I'm doing a lot of reading I do a lot of reading a lot of studying so I don't watch a lot we have a rule at our house that the, that the TV stays off unless we are specifically watching something mm. and that is usually very brief so I am personally I'm watching uh, a show called Yellowstone. And the offshoot of Yellowstone called 1883. And Yellowstone is just about this guy that got this, basically has this ranch. It's been in his family for generations, and it's the biggest ranch in Montana. And it's it's just a cool cowboy show. I love cowboys. I've always been into cowboys. And it's just an awesome, it's just a fun show. Now, you know, there there are, there are a couple, you know, inappropriate things, and they do drop the F-bomb, so we you can watch it through VidAngel. Um, but then the, the 1883 spinoff is how it's like they're on the Oregon trail and how they 
their ancestors actually got there. And so anything about a long episode, anything about the, yeah, (laughs) anything about the Oregon trail. I am just absolutely fascinated by, I used to play the game Oregon trail as a kid on the old computer green screen, man. Yeah. (laughs) And it was, uh, it was really fun. So I watched that after the kids go to bed and, uh, I, it's only and then right now it's like one episode a week you know it's on those deals so it's no binging it's just yeah. one episode a week but um and then other than that it's usually one one night a week we'll have family night and uh lately it's been Encanto we've been uh watching Encanto the new Pixar it is kind of on repeat man <laughs> my kids get they they love musicals yeah and they love this this what is this Lynn Manuel guy the guy who did yeah. um Oh, yeah. Uh, Hamilton. 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 Same guy that did Hamilton. That guy's on fire right now. He's done like two other cartoons since then or three other cartoons, and he's just killing it. So he did all the music for this Encanto, and it's like Colombian, so it's based in in Colombia, so all the music's Colombian, and my my kids just love it. And we always sit, we talk about it. We talk about what's true, what's not, how it lines up with Scripture. Yeah, that's good. when When we do that, so... I'm kind of curious, Oregon Trail. So, so what is this about you and Oregon Trail? I mean, is it what you just like this rugged world that they had to live in? I mean, what, what's what's it what's it getting at for you? <laughs> yeah, yes, I love the I love the the, the adventure of of having that uncertainty out there of saying huh. there's this great swath of land that nobody has touched. And it's, it offers so much promise out there if you're willing to put in the work, mm. right? You just go out there and stake your claim on as much as you can handle. There is no buying, you know, paying $80,000 for a little lot that's less than an <laughs> acre. If you can put in the work, you can go. And, it, and it's not just, and you've got to be, and my, here's my thing, you've got to be a full-on well-rounded man to accomplish yeah, this. this is true. You've got to be able to hunt. You got to be able to defend yourself. You got to be able to get across rivers. You got to be able to fix a wheel. You got to be able to, I mean, yeah. you got to be able to do a little bit of everything, yeah. you know, a Jack of all trades type of guy. And then the reward is, I mean, and just, just the boldness of that pioneer spirit and the dare, the daringness. And then that people actually did it. Yeah. People are dying left and right. And people actually did it. They actually accomplished it. Um, and it's, yeah, so I think it's just that cowboy mentality. Um, you know, when you look at scripture, there's a lot of that daringness with, with Abraham even, like, mm-hmm. follow me where I'm going to take you, and, and, and you gotta, and you got to go, you know? Yeah. Being kind of self-sufficient. Um, and it, it, I, think it, I think those types of daring circumstances and difficult circumstances create they bring up bring out the best in men and they create the best men and women and women too so yeah. um so i just there's something about it I, you know i i don't know i, okay. I that, that's that's what it is off the top of my top of my head huh. that nice. i i love it yeah cool. and there's no rules out there either <laughs> you know you got to set your own you know what i mean there's nobody yeah. telling you what you can and can't do um just freedom you know freedom cool. out there so Sweet. yeah all right so uh alex what are you watching Oh, okay. Um, I like to laugh a lot, so of course I just throw on the old sitcoms, uh, Martin, um, and then also Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith. Um, my <laughs> wife has to go to sleep with the TV on, so that's what we kind of normally throw on, and I got to have the fan on, so that's kind of that's kind of like that happy medium there. Um, um, but also, just lately, you know, of course, you know, the new Spider-Man that just came out. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Watched that with the kids in 3D. It was, yep. it was a really good, it's worth the money. Um, really enjoyed that. Um, and that's kind of that's, that's what I've been listening. I mean, cool. watching. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, we went and uh, we watched the new Spider-Man 2, or also, the <laughs> OO. Um, <laughs> but then about all we're watching is, uh, it's a cop show, Bones, from 2005. It's a good one. I like yeah, it. it's just, uh, <clears throat> hey, it's, it's, it's good, not just because, you know, plot and all that, but it was, it's been fascinating to watch it this time around. We've watched yeah. it before. But it was right on the edge of that point where TV shows started getting like ridiculously secular. And so there are so many redemptive moments because one of the characters is, is a Christian that they don't paint in a bad light. No. Yeah, serious. No, I don't yeah. believe it. Yeah. And they <laughs> yeah. argue back and forth and all that. So it has redemptive moments. And then it has some moments where we're like, oh, that's, that's not a Christian worldview at all. And so it's, it's fascinating to watch that from, from this side of it. And, and evaluate things that way. Um, yeah, but we enjoy it. So awesome. Good. I also got another one, though. Uh, Alone, I've been watching. This. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I picked that up over the holiday. You know, y'all for two weeks, it's just kind of like, all right, let's find something. So, of course, over COVID, you can't do anything. Everything's shut down. So, I bring out the fishing poles and get involved in hunting. My wife goes horseback riding, you know. So, like, uh, in the show alone, they're in Alaska. And who can last the longest for 100 days and you get a million dollars? So there's so many different pieces and plots that come to it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how they survive out there for mm-hmm. 100 days is, is awesome. Yeah, so. my kids and I, on vacation, we were into that. And mm-hmm. we, we loved it. That yeah. was so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think they have, like, they have like a couple tools and their clothes on their back and they got to build a shelter and then you're getting down to like 30 yeah. below. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. And so they're fishing and catching fish and then all of a sudden it freezes over, you know, and it's, oh, it's my a, goodness. and they're just bored. Yeah. You, they're just bored <laughs> out of their mind. Yeah. yeah. So another one that I was thinking of that, cause I, one of the things I watch too is I, I watch some YouTube when I have mm-hmm. downtime. Um, and I watch a lot of uh, bourbon channels on YouTube. So just li- I like they review bourbon and, sure. and say which ones are good and which ones are bad and all this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I just, uh, that's kind of what I do huh. on YouTube. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Yeah, good. All right. Mine is uh, Formula One Drive to Survive. What? Yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's it's all about Formula One. Now, what drove me to that? Huh, drove me. So you got there. What got me there is my son. He just loves it. He watches Formula One. He and his wife. On, I think, I don't know when they actually race. The Saturday. No, they race on Sundays. I know they do because, yeah, they race on Sundays because they show the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday kind of in the episode. <laughs> and uh, they just love him. I'm like, how... <laughs> it seems like they're just cars going around and, you know, not circles, but, yeah, yeah. you know. Those are the cars that look like an eye, right? Uh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. Okay. So uh, so I had to find out what's, what, what, and this is, I guess, Formula One, which I didn't know, is a huge uh, spectator sport. I mean, thousands and thousands of, uh, go to these and, and watch on TV and all this kind of thing. I mean, it's around the world. I, think, I believe uh, uh, race car driving is the most watched sport in, in the world. Wow. Um, and I may be wrong on that. Soccer might be up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm not sure. But I do know it, it, it's got a worldwide kind of following. Yeah. So I had to kind of try to, I wanted to know what, what's up. Now, I, you got to also understand my son, he's, a, he's always loved cars. He has, he's a mechanical engineer. He works for Brembo, which is an Italian car company with brakes, oh. so specialty brakes for race cars. Okay. okay. So this is, you know, this is already kind of his, his down his alley. But I wanted to kind of understand it. And I tell you what, it is fascinating. It is wow. really quite interesting to see what I thought was kind of a, you know, drive a car real fast. You know, what's up with that? Well, there's a whole bunch going into it. And and as you can imagine, there's a lot of fallenness going into this because sure. some of the Mercedes is the car company that has got the best cars right now. Mm. And they spend a half a billion dollars 
every year. Half a billion, you know, $500 million wow. to try to win this thing. So, you know, it, it's, it breaks my heart in one regard. I mean, here's this money going, to, going towards us every single year. But it is fascinating just to see the, the, uh, the dynamics in this and, and why this is so interesting. So I've, I've, I've actually really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. And, cool. And the individuals, the, the, the men who have to drive these cars, I mean, it's really interesting to hear their stories. And they, they get really into their stories. And, and, and once again, it's kind of unfortunate that you know their whole their whole life is about driving yeah. but have you ever thought about like going to uh pay to drive one of like a nascar or something like that in some of the bigger cities and you know the yeah, track yeah, you, can, oh, yeah, you yeah. can pay you can to drive one of those cars around the track i'm not for sure what it costs but i mean that would just be the coolest thing ever i mean yeah. since you're so into it yeah yeah my son has actually done a little bit of that um, oh yeah well, see part of his part of what he had to do for his job is he had to learn how to uh drive a test car and so he's on a closed track. He knows how to uh, go into spins. He'll go 60 miles an hour and then put it into a spin, and he knows how to get out of that spin kind wow. of a thing because he's got to test the brakes uh, physically after they work on it, you know. And every- so it, it's a pretty cool job. I mean, That's awesome. pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. That he, sounds he, fun. He, he's taking my wife out on the, dry, on the uh, test, test <laughs> oh, track. Oh, yeah? Out That's at, cool. Up by, by Detroit. <laughs> oh, scared her to death. Yeah. Because <laughs> wow. he didn't tell her all he was going to do, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> so he had a pretty good time with that. So all right. Uh, pretty cool. Last question here. What, is, what was, what's the best book or two mm. that you've read in the past past year? And I'll go ahead and start so to let you guys think about it. The best two books that I've read in the past year was, number one, The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self by Carl Truman. Uh, that, that book absolutely blew me away. I couldn't put it down. Um, if you ever wondered how could any sane person believe that they are a man trapped in a woman's body or that that statement would actually make sense, mm. he shows you where it all came from, traces it all back to Rousseau, basically, and then and through Freud and on, and it is, it's a great book that you should definitely read. Second book. Unfair, by the way, because that was the one I read this year, too, and had the same impact, so all now right. I got to think, think of two no, more. No, you don't. You, okay. can, you can tag on to that. That's <laughs> okay. fine. We all can right. have the same one. Okay. Um, and the, my second one was a sleeper. It was one that I had never heard of this guy before, and it's called The Mission of God. Um, and it is by, it's by, um, oh my goodness, Joseph Boot, Dr. Joseph Boot. He's a Canadian scholar and pastor. And he basically worked out a lot of the political implications of the gospel, the governmental implications, the law implications. A lot of the stuff that I've been talking about with government, law, politics came out of that book, The Mission of God. Now, the mission, the rise and triumph of the modern self is, I would say, popular level, but it can be challenging. It's a little scholarly, but the mission of God is pretty dense, and it's, pr- it's pretty, uh, it's, it's not easy reading. But he has two kind of primers. One's called Gospel Culture, and one's called, um, it's called Gospel Culture and Gospel Witness. And those are the, the more kind of the easier access. And just to let everybody know, I read those two books first to see if I, I was like, dang, this gospel, this mission of God book is like a thousand pages. So I'm going to read these two little books first. I read them first and I loved them. And then I read the mission of God. So those are the two most formative and impactful books for me, uh, over the past year. Well, I can go. Um, for me, one was, uh, when the church was a family by Joseph Hellerman. 
especially because going into it, he gave his thesis, and I was like, no, that sounds ridiculous. Like, the, the whole idea of the um, majority world and how the family system worked and that the church should look like that. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. So I, I found out that I was more individualistic than I realized, and by the end, I was totally bought into his vision. It's like, this is awesome and biblical. And the other one... Um, Which, that was a, that's a very formative and foundational book to Sacred City Church. Yes. I read that book in Omaha when I was in Omaha, and it, that's one of the reasons we use a lot of familial language yeah. around here. Yeah, and so that was really helpful. Um, and I just completely lost the other Oh, one. I'm sorry, dude. I totally no, interrupted you. I'll think about it. Think about it. I'll jump back in. And uh, you come up. You yeah, I, I've got, uh, I've got, I can give you two here. Uh, the Gospel Comes with a House Key. Ooh, yeah, yeah. dangerous been, book. Yeah, there. yeah, that's been good. That's been really good just to think about hospitality and how that can be used as a powerful mission within a lot of different contexts. And so I, I really appreciated that, trying to think through how to really apply that. What do you so think? The Gospel Comes with a House Key, that's by Rosaria Butterfield. Yeah. She was a lesbian. She was in a lesbian relationship. She she wrote the policy, the LGBTQ plus policy, uh, policy for for Syracuse University. I think it's yeah, I think that's I right. Think you're right. And then she got invited to. She was going to write a paper about why she hates Christianity and disagrees with Christianity. So she said, "I better interview a pastor." She interviews this pastor. He invites her to dinner, and then weekend after weekend after weekend, she's over at his house and and at their house and witnessing their family and having tons of conversations. And after whatever a couple of years, she comes to faith, and now she's a pastor's wife and she's a writer, and she's reformed and she's brilliant thinker and speaker on LGBTQ plus issues and all kind of different. So that book is radical and and it's it's. It's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's well written, too, in the sense that she starts you off with a little bit of a story of a neighbor that, that they got to get to know. And, you know, she kind of, you, you, you know it goes bad in some way, and you're not sure. And, and it's really, it's, she's just really a good writer mm-hmm. and very well, well written and just very powerful. Man, uh, another one I, I read is The Jesus Way by Eugene Peterson. And uh, just really looking at uh, what it means to be within the context of, uh, of the church and ministering to one another within the context of the church. That was a, that was a good book for me as well. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Alex. And for me, uh, soul keeping, caring for the most important part of you, which is, uh, hmm. it was really good for my heart. I'm not for sure if it was just because I was reading it on the beach or. That's a good point. But the thing about it is, it was, it was really good for my soul. I Environment mean, I'm an eight personality. I'm always on the go. So it was uh, really good for my soul to kind of relax and bring me back down to earth and really focusing in on the relationship with God. So mm. it, was, it was good. Awesome. That, when you read something, where you read something, it matters. Yeah. It totally matters. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Did you figure out your other one out, Yeah, Kevin? I got my other one. It was Ethics for a Brave New World ah, by yes. Paul and Dave. John. John and Paul Feinberg. I took an ethics oh, class, sure. and it was. it's a huge book, but it's so much more um, accessible than I thought it would be, and it was really good just to think through things that I hadn't thought through before and to hear... Um, outside outside of the church worldviews on abortion and marriage and gay marriage and all this stuff. And so it was just really helpful to get the tools, I think, to, to make a better stand for what we believe. Awesome. Yeah. That's good. Good deal. All right. Well, there's that, guys. That's what we are reading. That's what we are listening to. That's what we are watching. And that was our kind of best two books of 2021. 
We hope that you are reading something good. Mm, yeah. And of course, we would all say that we are reading scripture. We are, I'm of course, reading scripture every single day. Hopefully yep, yep. we all are. Yep, yep. Hopefully you are too. Hopefully you're reading stuff that's edifying your soul. Hopefully you're listening to some things that is edifying your soul. And hopefully you're watching some things that edify your soul and show you some beauty in the world. Uh, or just make your mouth drop like Formula One racing or whatever. <laughs> um, because God's given us a lot of good things to enjoy. So... If you guys have any questions, email me at justindean at sacredcitychurch.com. We love you. We're praying for you, and we will talk to you soon. God bless. Mm